Welcome to 9 to 5 Mac Watch Time, a podcast series exploring the world of Apple Watch and how it impacts people's lives. My next guest is developer David Smith, or underscore David Smith. Welcome back to the show. I appreciate you being here, David. Thanks. It's, it's great to be back. Yeah, what a, what, a, what a cool time. Like I was just looking yesterday, uh, you know, following news on Twitter as I do for work and, um, you know, saw, saw you posted your um, choosing fitness blog post and, uh, you know, learned that it was your 37th birthday. And man, what a story. The video, I'll, I'll talk more about this when we get to the topic, but the video like made me say like, ah, I'll tell you why when we get there. But, and I had like had to share my wife and everything and it's like, you know, sharing the excitement in the room, but, um, sure. what a, what a cool post. Thanks, you know, for sharing that with everybody. I know there's personally from experience are not easy to write. Uh, <laughs> but thanks for putting it out there. Yeah. What? I mean, I don't know. I know maybe just even just a good place to start. It's just like how weird it is. I feel like sometimes to talk about this kind of thing where you're talking about sort of your own fitness journey and, you know, where you, where you came from and where you're going. And like what's so complicated, at least for me, is how like it's such a, it's such a personal thing for everyone in both in the sense of like it's something that they, they, you know, each person like lives with, but also like how it's like it, it can, I don't know. Like I, I, you, you never wanted to, it's so, it would be so easy for it to be something that was a negative for someone else who, like, yeah. if you, you can share your experience and like, if you're, if, if something's going good in your, in your journey that someone else wished they had, then that can come across as boasting or negative or like make them feel bad. And they're like, that's not the goal. Um, and in the same way, like it can, you know, it can go either way. And it's like, it's such this personal part of, um, like, you know, so sort of part of each one of us and it t- touches on so such like you know it's like how you look and how you feel and what you can do like these very fundamental aspects of like who we are um and so like it's something that i don't typically like talk about a lot but at the same time it's also like it's really important and it's i feel like it's something where like i've been fortunate enough to have like some success with this process and mm-hmm. so like i want to share that and like just sort of say that it is possible and like the process of getting fit or improving your health is something that like is totally doable and it's just a question of like you know sort of making deliberate reasonable choices consistently over a long period of time yeah i can't wait to talk about this because i've been on both sides where like i've kicked off a, a street or not even a street but just like a lifestyle change and then seen results and then life itself then changed from that and then i totally lost it all and i've been on this journey to like find it back and the journey's been longer than like the first experience was so sure. um so i can attest to like you know seeing this kind of stuff is just for me purely motivating it's like yes yes it's it's attainable and you've got some like concrete useful um recommendations for how to approach that and and i'll, I'll share mine as well um first i want to talk about a couple of news stories this week about the apple watch and watch os so watch os 6.2.5 is out the big thing there is that you get um the 2020 pride faces both analog and digital and then really cool new rainbow colors for a lot of other watch faces although the rollout's a little bit tricky because they seem to be hidden in some places by mistake um, I know Russia hides them on purpose or they're hidden in Russia on purpose, but they seem to be hidden, um, by mistake in some other places. Um, but like there's a new rainbow color for the California face, which is like my go-to face. And, uh, I, I felt like in the last few weeks, you know, during quarantine and everything, I needed more color in my life than what like the default, you know, the, the black color gave me. Um, sure. and, uh, so I was using an infograph face that was like the white background with like planet stuff in the center and then the actual like useful ones on the edges. And, uh, <laughs> but this is like, okay, I'm back to my face again and I've got not just more color, but like all the color and yeah. 
it's such perfect timing. Um, and then paired with two new watch bands that are, that are the 2020 pride watch bands for the first time they've done sport watch bands. So the floor elastomer bands, um, they've done woven nylon in the past, like the original for Apple employees. And then the one they sold, and then they did the, uh, the, the, the sport loop version, um, last year. And that's now gone. And in place of that is the first Nike pride band, which I ordered immediately because it's like, kind of a, an off-white base and then all the perforated holes are like different colors and uh it i mean it, it, I, you could you couldn't like mock up what it looks like on the apple watch studio page because they're in different collections um if you want to see like a non-nike watch and then that band but you sure. could download the assets and so i just like use preview to like stack them <laughs> and i gotta see okay there's the white edition ceramic with that with my face with that band and i want it and, and so it's really cool and then there's a multicolored uh, just regular sport band as well. And it's really neat because it seems to, the description is that it's like handmade or like hand laid, um, you know, different floor elastomer, um, parts. And that, and, and that's how they get the colors together is they take different strips of floor elastomer and then like fuse them together. And each one looks to be unique, like, you know, its own kind of jagged edges in the center. So sure. Like um, that process kind of made me think, have you ever seen the, like the, how they, how they made this videos of when they're making like, uh, uh, like candy of various kinds, yeah, like all yeah. the different. You know, you, you they stretch out all the different kinds of like, uh, like sort of I don't know, like candy gum into a thing and then spin it around and twirl it <laughs> and kind of have. In my mind, it's the same kind of this big long factory where they have these long strands of, um, the rubber that they're kind of in in the colors and they're just like stacking them all together and then like smooshing them or somehow adhering them to be. Um, to be one. I really hope we get like a behind the scenes manufacturing video <laughs> to yeah. see this because that'll be so cool. Um, and then also in, in WatchOS 6.25 are, uh, if you live in Saudi Arabia, then the ECG app is now available and then the irregular heart notifications for high heart rate or low heart rate are now available in that country as well. So yeah. that's the update. Go and get it. Um, we're still at a point now where WatchOS updates like you're, you've kind of got to be intentional about getting them early. Uh, and they, you know, take a while, but, but, you know, this is one of those that you want to go out and get, I think. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's it's certainly late in the cycle now. I mean, it's these things where if you, um, like, I mean, they're, they're, we haven't had any major new new updates. Like, every time there's a new watchOS update, I'm kind of, as a watch developer, like, I'm always trying to make sure that there's not, like, some <laughs> big new feature or some new capability that I'm missing. But, like, we're in the place now where things are pretty much stable and these are you know, lots of bug fixes and then these like additional kind of targeted features in the mm-hmm. areas or sort of content rollouts rather than feature rollouts. That's right. Uh, and, and David, the last time you were here, it was when you, we recorded about a week and a half before you released Watchsmith for the Apple Watch. Uh, now it's been out um, for a month or two. Uh, it's even had some, some major updates to it. Yeah. So how's, how's that gone for you? Yeah, it's, it's Watchsmith going well. I mean, I, 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 it's sort of when, when I launch it, you never really know with something like this where if there's going to be an audience for it, like it if by its nature, it's trying to be kind of, you know, it, it's well, I think it is useful for everyone. It is sort of probably most useful for more of a power user or more of someone who um, has like who really likes their Apple Watch and really cares about what's on their what's on their display and how what apps they use and things like that. And so you never really know. And but I've been really pleased to, you know, the feedback and the response and then kind of the, the user base that it's starting to grow grow with is has been encouraging and it's mostly i'm just excited about that because it means that i kind of have a reason to and a justification to now continue to just continue developing this kind of app and have yeah. this playground where i can keep trying new things and kind of pushing what's possible on the watch 
whereas before it was always kind of awkward was the kind of the business case or justification for that time because um you know a lot of these things if you're making something that's really narrow and really niche um it's hard necessarily to you know to, to be justified in doing that but if that's mm-hmm. just one feature of a bigger thing then um kind of the economics work out a lot better so i'm really excited to just have this beautiful playground that i can now just play in forever um trying new stuff with a watch and obviously you know hopefully when watch os 7 comes out in about a month now um or at least we expect it to come out in about a month yeah to really be able to kind of move full steam on whatever they 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 announce with that Mm -hmm. yeah i I, all all watch time listeners should go out and and, and get the annual subscription for watching it like you know you can do a lot without unlocking that but unlock it and then what you really get is um you know confidence in that this is going to get even better over the next year (laughs) that's that's what i did so Sure. Um, no, I really appreciate that. Like yeah. that's, I mean, that, that it's, 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 there are, there are certain, certainly features that, that, that are unlocked by being a subscriber, but that's definitely the, the biggest, the biggest thing that you unlock is the future of the app. Right. By, yeah. uh, sure, sure, by making it something that's justified in, in me continuing to work on. That's right. Um, with, with watchOS 7 beta likely, you know, uh, you know, coming in the end of, end of June or so, uh, I know you have a lot of watches for testing. What's, yes. what, what's your strategy with like having access to the beta, not just like on your desk, but like, you know, interacting with it too. And, and what do you, what do you, is, do you go to two watch mode that, and when that happens or what? Yes. So <laughs> my, my usual structure, um, so, I have at any one time, I'm probably using, I have probably four ish watches, um, that are my kind of my testing watches at any one time. Um, and usually when I'm doing just like normal testing, it's kind of, I have two phones and, uh, each is paired to two watches. Um, and this is trying, usually this is trying to give me coverage in terms of watch size. Yeah. You know, so I have, I have like a series three, uh, 38 millimeter and then a series five 44 millimeter like so the smallest and the biggest but they both support the latest operating system and those are typically paired to my main watch or my main phone and then i have kind of more my development phone um, that i'll pair usually this is where i start to get into like if i'm like some of my apps support earlier versions of watch os um so you know if, if it supports watch os 4 or something like that then i'll have a watch that's still running that to make sure that my apps uh, behave properly there and again it's just trying different sort of sizes and things and a lot especially true trying to give coverage between the pre like rounded corner style of apple watch so the the you know the 40 and 44 millimeter and the the original 38 and uh, 42 but yeah as soon as the new uh, betas come out i will update my testing phone to run whatever the newest latest uh, ios version is which you usually have to do in order to then update those watches to um, watch it sort of the new watch os beta and then i will wear two watches all summer and nice. it is because it's the, the tricky thing with working with health data is you it doesn't really do you much good to have just like a workbench watch like in the way that when i'm doing ios work you know i have doesn't like you know i have six six iphones on my desk and it's fine like they don't need to, i can give them fake data i can uh you know they most of them are just connecting to the internet and downloading stuff so it doesn't really matter um but with you know, with, with actual health data, you, it has to be collected by like a real person. I need to do mm-hmm. workouts with it. I need to sleep overnight with it. I need to, uh, do all these things. And so I have at least two watches on. And uh, I will say it sometimes I've, there are certainly periods of the summer where sometimes I'll end up with like three or four watches that I'm wearing <laughs> at, a, at, at a given time, which, uh, definitely get some weird looks at the gym, but, um, is kind of one of those things where just sometimes like if I'm trying something in development and I like, 
you know, if, if I'm trying to do capture something when I'm doing a workout and I have to do, do a real workout in order to capture that data, like I only have so many uh, sort of testing opportunities in a day, otherwise I'll be exhausted. So I got to like maximally, you know, do data collection while I'm doing things. So sometimes I'll have like, you know, one build running on this watch, one build with a slightly different, you know, some different options or sets or code running in it. And then, you know, it's like, just see which one worked better and it can feel a little silly, but that's kind of what my summer looks like. And then eventually in the fall, um, when the actual like public releases happen, I can, I can can go back to wearing one watch most (laughs) of the time. I mean, that, if you're in like a private, like you're on private, um, you know, testing facility, that would be totally normal. So the only, only thing is that yeah. you don't have your own private testing facility. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's the next best thing that makes perfect sense. So do you yeah. have like a canonical Apple ID and then like a throwaway Apple ID for the, you know, testing data so that you maintain like one true set of data and yes. then the other one is like just can be disposed of? Yeah. So, so it's, I have, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily think of it as disposable, but I have like my actual personal like health database that has all of my history from like the very, you know, the first time health kit was introduced on the app uh, uh, on the iPhone and it started collecting steps, uh, step data. So like I have a, you know, I sort of a continuous health database that goes back, you know, many, many years at this point. And then, yeah, I'll have, I have various testing Apple IDs. Some of them I have, I use regularly and it's partly, sometimes it's useful for them to have, sort of long histories of data so that if I'm writing an app that it needs to pull, you know, like I was, I want to display all the workouts you've ever done or all your activity data. It's useful for it to have a history there. Um, and so I have some of those that I can kind of use the iCloud syncing to pull uh, my history from there. And or sometimes I will just, you know, depending on what, what I'm working on, sometimes I'll need to set up a fresh one with a, you know, completely new installation and test it out and try it. It just sort of depends what I'm doing, but you know, and it's always a tricky balance between, I want to try and keep my personal, like canonical health uh, database somewhat reasonable and not like sometimes I, I, I've definitely made the mistakes uh, in the past where like I'll spend a day working on something and I'll have started and stopped, you know, a hundred workouts in a day. Right. And then like I open up the activity app and it's a complete mess because <laughs> uh, it has no idea what I had. It's like, why did you do a hundred three minute workouts today? Yeah, uh, and the, the interface is not designed for this. Like, it, it is, it, it's a mess, and so I've, I've, I've gotten a bit better about. I, if I'm going to do that kind of testing, I do it all on a one of my testing devices, so that my main device is realistically showing my my health history. You know, it's like it's showing my real workouts and what I'm not not just me sitting at my table swinging my arms back and forth. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do activity sharing with friends and family? Um, I do a little bit. Me and my wife do it. Okay. Okay. So like, so one, so in that case, the reason I wondered is because then if you've got like a hundred different logged workouts and there'd be like a hundred different notifications yep. to, nope, to somebody nope. else. We have, we, 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 there have been periods where I, my, my, my wife has had to mute me on, uh, activity sharing, I think for that, for that kind of a reason. Or right. Things. But like I said, I, I'm got, I've gotten a lot better at it now, especially with those kinds of things we're sharing or kind of, or the, the competition or some of those kind of things where it doesn't, it's, it's not, it's not fair in some ways that like my job involves just starting workouts all day so yeah um, got to be a little bit more reasonable with it i've i've been at the 40 person limit for a couple of years now uh a few years ago i on, on our main podcast uh, happy hour i asked listeners that that wanted to do activity sharing to mm-hmm. uh to start it up and i quickly hit that that 40 limit 
and um, and then realize also the problem of you know it's it's by Apple ID, but then you respond to the messages by phone number usually. Oh, sure. And there's a big disconnect there of like who is who is who, you know? Yeah. Um, and you you can have this strange thing too with what name gets attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I have something where it's trying to work out which contact card is pulling the thing from if there's any kind of shared Apple ID situation or. Or someone might be they have to have you know their their contact information is different in messages than it might be um, somewhere else and so yeah it can it can be get really complicated where you have these messages that are that don't make any sense for who they're for or from yeah and I have multiple Kyles and multiple Chris's so I had to change my brother to Christopher and then sure. you know everyone knows Kyle Seth Gray so I had to change him to Kyle Seth so that it wouldn't be my brother in law Kyle because like yeah. they both work out in the morning and I was getting confused like in the ways that I was responding. So yeah, uh, definitely some opportunities there. And um, man, speaking of opportunities, you had a really cool blog post uh, last week, I believe opportunities for watch OS seven. Yeah. And uh, what I liked about it is that it's, it's, you know, you acknowledge right up, right up front that we're, you know, just over a month and a half or so for just over a month, really from WWDC. And so it's not, um, likely that you can lay out a list of requests and then have them be delivered between now and then unless they were sure. already being finalized. Yeah. Um, but also what I like about this is that there's just a good deal of like, you know, um, like theory and sort of um, like philosophy about what you want to see done versus sure. like a specific implementation of a specific feature. So a lot of it could be it, it's, it's high level enough that you could see a version of it um, and you, and then, you know, it's informed to request it because you, you see the pace of what happens every year and that sort of thing. Um, so l- let's get into that first. When's the last time you changed your Apple watch band? It's really easy to do. And it's something I see family and friends do all the time. The only problem is certain bands are only sold for a limited time and no one wants to overpay. Monoware Design solves those problems. With 10 collections of watch bands available for the Apple Watch, Monoware offers a huge variety of options for both modern and classic looks using leather, nylon, Velcro, and metal. Each collection offers multiple color tones for both the strap and the adapter so you can match any Apple Watch color. Some of my favorites from Monoware include their NATO-style nylon straps and their all-black perforated leather band. Both are classics that look awesome with any Apple Watch, trust me. Monoware also has metal bands for under $50, $50, so you don't have to spend the price of a new Apple Watch just to buy a metal band. And they have a new urban canvas style that's really comfortable. You can check out Monoware's premium Apple Watch accessories at monowaredesign.com slash 9to5Mac, including storage options that make for really great gifts. That's monowaredesign.com slash 9to5Mac. M-O-N-O-W-E-A-R-D-E-S-I-G-N.com slash 9-T-O-5-M-A-C. Thanks again to Monoware Design for sponsoring 9to5Mac Watch Time. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this is in the, the sort of the genesis of this list was more just, you know, it, it's I'm starting to think about what I would be excited to work on this summer is sort of where the sort of the, the, the root of this, these kind of thinking. And I'm like, where is where could I see... Apple going with watchOS um, in this next year, you know, is looking at what they've done in the past and obviously knowing sort of watchOS in and out, like where, where, where are the holes? Where are the things that I think um, have the biggest opportunities for? And so that's kind of where I got f- f- sort of f- from this. And yeah, it's certainly not like I expect that there's someone at Apple who's like, oh, well, you know, he- he- here, here we are. Here's the list. Listen, now we know what to work on. It's, you know, the, it's the thing that's kind of amazing too from seeing their history with development of watchOS is how, you know, they're, 
engineering is almost certainly now working on features that won't be you know be shipped for two years three years from now like they have a very long pipeline and it's a very intentional kind of deliberate pipeline where in many ways what i see with watch os especially is you know they know what the hardware team is expecting to be able to ship you know in a year from now two years from now and they're kind of able to then plan out their feature set because watch os is a device that still is so strongly limited by sort of power and um, battery life constraints that, you know, they, they want to make choices now that are, are going to pay off in the future or not put themselves into a, you know, a, dig a hole that they have to sort of just like cancel features or do things weird in, in the future. Like they have, they have visibility into that, that we don't. And so like in retrospect, I've always been able to kind of, you can kind of see this, these choices that they're making uh, are very intentional and they're very patient about shipping a feature when it's ready, not shipping it when, um, like just because there is a marketing, a market pressure or, you know, a desire to kind of cash in for uh, you know, a, sh- a short, a, sh- a short term sales boost. Um, like they're, all, they're tend to be following this kind of very deliberate pattern, which is, you know, sort of, it's nice to, not, not, sort of nice to see. And I think so far it seems to be definitely working with, um, sort of maturing the platform in a steady, like measured, but, you know, consistent way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one of the things that you, that you lay out, uh, really well in this is, um, kind of the idea of the watch going independent um, or or just at least only requiring the iPhone for setup. Uh, and it's a very concrete solution you have in mind is that, you know, you can maintain the same connectivity between the phone and the watch for speed and efficiency. Um, but if you want to want to, you know, really be modern and have apps behave the way that they, you know, ideally would, it's that when they're away from the iPhone, there's some method that they fall back on that is, you know, it's, it behaves the same way as it is with the iPhone. Uh, it just might not be as efficient, but it, but it would be possible. Um, yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Well, and I think with the independence, it's clearly something that, I mean, Apple themselves have, you know, they're, they've been laying the groundwork for this for years now that they, they keep kind of encouraging, you know, with the cellular, first it was with this, you know, this series three was the first cellular Apple watch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like with that, and then sort of there, there, they had some, a bunch of pushes there around trying to help, like make the Apple Watch and its apps more independent. And then that's continued even further in the you know, last year. We got true sort of independent app watch, watch apps, which is sort of Apple's name for an app that you can install on the watch without needing to install an iPhone component um, as well. And so like, that's like another step towards this. But I feel like this just sort of continues to be heading in a direction where I feel like there's a point where the watch and the like there's still so many things that you have to do on the apple watch that involve opening up the companion app on your iphone to do things or to change settings or if you want to tweak a permission or so many things like that's the place to do it and while there's always probably going to be a place for a companion app because it can allow you to do things um that you know are awkward or difficult on a watch it's just tricky when that's the only um that's the only place that you can do it um and so like I wish they could just continue to expand this, and it means that you know there are so many more use cases or places where the Apple Watch can be used. Then, if it isn't tied one to one with an iPhone and mm-hmm. all the awkward things that go into that, and I think like there's technical things that on my side I would love to see them where like they're you know they're making it easier for us to share data between a phone app and a watch app, but doing it in a way that is a bit more kind of seamless with where the Apple Watch is. So if they're next to each other and on Bluetooth, or if you're you know 100 miles away over the internet, there's still some amount of kind of easy sharing that we can do uh, back and forth between them. And I think it's like it's definitely an area that Apple seems to be interested in, and as a developer, I'm certainly interested in as well. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, wasn't it just? It was sort of halfway through the the, the cycle of Watch OS Six that they added um, in app subscription purchases on the watch yes it wasn't from day one it wasn't just uh i don't think it was even just subscription it was any kind of in-app purchase any kind of in-app purchase okay yeah, yeah that was that came in five in 6.2 uh watch was 6.2 introduced to that which was yeah. is another great example of a thing where um you know otherwise you have this awkward thing of if your business model involves an in-app purchase suddenly you can't make your you can't make money on the watch like you're, you're, you're kind of stuck because you all, all that purchasing had to happen in an iphone app um, and so now you can, you know, you sort of, you can do that. You can do the complete customer life cycle on the watch itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like, was another hole that they've just sort of knocked off for, um, this path towards truly independence. Yeah. And then there's this whole category of things like, um, you know, s- somehow addressing mental health, not just physical health in more of a meaningful way beyond just the breathe app. Um, even something, uh, you know, I, I've had this feeling for a while because part of my journey has been, I use the built-in system um, to sort of like quantify what I'm doing and know if it's enough or if it's too much, um, and then and then you know achieve a big weight loss goal. Um, but then the next phase of that was like a life crisis. That is like, you know, <laughs> the watch is has these like canned messages that are encouraging you to do things, and sometimes they're helpful, and sometimes they're not. And we've especially seen through the COVID nineteen situation that. It's, it's not like one size fits all for every, um, experience, you know, w- with what the watch can offer f- with coaching. And, um, so I, I did a piece maybe a year and a half ago or so that was like, you know, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to see the watch acknowledge mental health because I was having a challenge there. And, um, you know, and, and then just even, even more broadly, the whole idea of rest days has been something that's been, you know, talked about for so long. It's like, you know, it's, it's a, big missing feature and, and a reconsideration of how the system works now. And, you know, I think it could be very timely. I don't know anything about information, but just that, you know, through the, the past several months that the world has gone through to then have a watch OS version that sort of addresses the things that we just went through or initial going through, um, that it, it would be a very good look for watch OS seven. Yeah. And I think even there, there's like the sense that I wish that the watch had a little bit more like, in a weird way, it's like compassion, maybe. Sure. Like, it's this weird sense that, yeah, like it, the coaching is all this very kind of like rah rah cheerleader, like you got this, you're going to crush it today. Um, like that's the way it's framed. And if that hits you at the right time and the right like mood and capability and where you are in your life, like that's great. And it can be really encouraging. But I've also had the situation where like I feel like I have like I, you know, I'm, I'm sick and in bed and my watch like pops up and it's like, you can still, you can still do it, you know, mm-hmm. get out there and crush it. And it's like, that's not where I am. And that's, it's a, certainly a tricky problem to like give it that kind of that sense of empathy or some kind of uh, re- sort of recognition of what's going on because it's hard for it to you know it's, it's very hard to it's not it's much more difficult to quantify mental health or That's those right. types of things compared to like your heart rate um, or the number of active calories you burned or how many times you stood up like those are much more easy to quantify but it feels like the kind of thing where like it's just an it's a it's an it's a big area of health that isn't well. Um, so sort of well catered for now. And it feels like something mm-hmm. that I would love to see the kind of the thoughtful Apple approach to dealing with of kind of coming up with something that is useful and engaging and broadly accessible. Um, and, you know, maybe it's like it isn't necessarily the be all solution and suddenly like mental health is cured, but it's something that is a useful step in that direction to That's right. um, kind of address it and move and sort of make it something that 
is at least is is more broadly addressed yeah than just like the the breathe app or kind of that that sort of mindfulness medit sort of breathing side of it that it is now mm-hmm. and I like what you mentioned in the nutrition section of of your your blog post is that um what we eat and drink is is probably more important to overall health than our daily exercise that it isn't touched at all by white choice yet um and you have some suggestions for things like re- reminding you to drink water um and and what I kind of connect from this is the beginning of your blog post that you welcome um, Sherlocking, you know, to, to some degree to where you've got this idea that, um, if Apple can, can address 80% of the users, then 20% of the users will want something more specific for them. And that's what, that's what you can address in Thrive End. Um, and then we think, you know, for some of these things that we ask for, you know, each year, it's like some of them are like existing apps that you can install and, sure. you know, and set up and things, but, um, to be built in, to be done a little bit differently, uh, is, is, is kind of what we're looking for. And I, I liked how, that request lined up with your philosophy on Sherlocking. So kind of describe that. Sure. I mean, it's, it's like you know, nutrition tracking is certainly, yeah, it's like, I think it's a huge part of, of fitness and just your, I guess, health and well-being probably more over than necessarily even just fitness, but like it's, you know, it's in, it's much more usually like the workout tracking side of our life is maybe 30 to 45 an hour minutes of a day. You know, it's like, it's, it's not m- most of our day is not that like we're going to spend much more time whether we have, we have to make lots of other choices that are sort of impactful towards our health. And like nutrition is a huge one there. And there's lots of apps that do kind of this, you know, this type of tracking for you. And, you know, they're all, they're, they're good. And I mean, I think you, you know, you've, they're, they're, they will always have their place because they can get sort of, they, they can deal with very specific things. Like if you're following a very regimented, um, like, you know, nutrition program or you have very specific goals, like there's having a specific tool to, to cater to that is great. But I feel like, and you know, the, the Apple watch's mission sort of at a high level seems to be like empowering health, like through technology. And so touching on nutrition um, it seems like just an obvious area that it would be great for Apple to get into. And I think too, is what I love is what, you know, what, if Apple does something in this direction, it can help reframe customers' expectations for what this device is or what it can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where as a third party developer, it creates opportunity for me that if out, you know, by Apple, making people think about, you know, oh, the, the Apple Watch is also something that helps you, you know, stick to your diet or be, be better hydrated. Like if that's something that their broader marketing and their, you know, like their reach is, you know, to hundreds of millions, uh, you know, billions of people. Um, that's such a powerful tool where as a, you know, and as a third party developer, I'm not necessarily looking to reach the hundreds of millions of Apple Watch users. I just want to reach you know, a few hundred thousand of them and right. I can make a, a, a sustainable business. And so I need to, those people to think that, you know, it's, you know, n- nutrition is something or water reminding or whatever it is. And then that creates an opportunity rather than like necessarily always destroying, you know, a third, a third party. And like, sometimes it does happen. And like, I've had a, features or things that I've built that, you know, Apple in, eventually sort of elevates into the OS. And then they kind of, the, the need for what I made goes away. And like, that's the sort of the sad part of it. And, but overall, I think moreover, what's happened is when Apple sort of puts effort into an area, it creates more opportunity uh, than it takes away from like the developer community at large. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've, you've had a very measured approach to what you want to see from watch faces, um, you know, where it's, it's sort of 
don't expect third party watch faces this year, but there are still opportunities to be had uh, on the existing watch faces and, and yes. what you can do with those. And one of the things you say is that you really love the California face. Me too. Um, my thing to change about the California face is it's, it's really subtle, but it's one of those things that if you could just tweak it, I would like the watch that, that much more. Um, and it, it came from one of the beta cycles of watch OS six where California had, when you have it in the circle mode, so you've got all the numbers around the dial and then yeah. there's a colored circle. Um, what shipped and what was in the original betas was not like a solid black circle, but it, it was like, um, like a graphite sort of color. Sure. And, and that's the colored black for, for that, that watch face. But in one release, which could have been a mistake, but I loved it. It was solid black. And so to me, it sure. was like, you know, I, I love the OLED screen on the watch and to have just the elements light up and not the circular dial, which I think is trying to be a little bit, you know, of, of a, Shout out to analog watches, um, light up in a different color. It just seemed, it felt, it felt that much more true to the, to the device to have nothing light up but the elements. Um, yeah. and, and that wasn't what shipped. If I could change that, I would change it in a heartbeat and, sure. and be that much more happy. What is it that you would change in California or, or in general? So, I mean, the big things in California, so like in California, the thing that I wish I, you could do is that you could have, so right now all complications have to be tinted. You can never use the kind of like multicolored, full color versions of complication um, in in California. Like they're always mm-hmm. going to be the tinted kind of like this gray, um, sort of the, the, the gray tone, and sometimes with the key color on them. But they're always you can never just have the full color version, which is kind of just annoying to me because sometimes, and especially like I make an app that lets you choose colors, like it lets you mix and match and be more personal in what it does and what it looks like. And I wish you could do that. And then I think something that I'm definitely running into now too is uh, like the hand type um, that Apple has. Like it's, you know, now it's kind of their, you know, it's, it's their Apple, every single analog watch face um, on the device uses exactly the same hands. And now that I've, you know, spent, spent a while making different hand types for Watchsmith, I really wish I could choose different types that like the California face has a certain kind of, especially in the full screen version of it, I think has kind of like a nice elegance to it. Mm-hmm. But the, like the default hands kind of feel less elegant and a bit more, um, like they're friendly and they're kind of fun, but they're also a bit casual. And so sometimes right. I wish that like I could be, make the face look a little bit like fancier with some more like high precision, like thin pointy hands or something like that. Like I just want more, it's like either you, I, either I want Apple to go all the, all the way and give us like just third party watch faces and people like me can go crazy and give people like massive toolboxes to make whatever custom watch face they could ever want, which I don't really expect. And I'm not sure like, I could go back and forth on if that's a good thing, but if they aren't like what I really want is yeah, it's like customization, like what you're saying with wanting a different background, um, you know, for the, uh, the dial of the watch, like, why can't you do that? Or there's a bunch of them where like on the, I think, most of the, almost all of the California faces, you have these things where like the, the seconds hand has to be red. Right. Um, in a lot of contexts. And it's like, why? I, I like, I want my watch. I always like my second hand to be blue. Like blue's my color, but it has to be red if I don't want, it's like, if, and if you, you have these kind of these weird catches where like, I just want it to be either like more flexible or more personally, like more personalizable. And so, and that's an, you know, a place where like maybe, the level of customization is something that you have to do. You know, this is where it's like, do you do that in the, in the companion app or do you find a way to kind of make it, you know, add it into the existing sort of watch face editor. But 
it's a tr- it's a tr- it's a tricky question, but one that I just kind of every time you know I, I like I look at my wrist and I I, I just I want it to be more personal than it is now, uh, and like if, you know five years in it feels a little samey where I, I you know I while I don't want to get rid of you know like if if this watch if my Apple Watch was a like a, a watch that I had purchased I think this is the you know I'm at the point now where I'd be starting to think about buying another watch just for some variety or some interest in it right. Um, and like, I don't want to get rid of my Apple watch. I want to keep wearing my Apple watch, but I want my Apple watch to change because it totally can. Like, there's no reason why the hands have to always be round. Like, why can't I have square hands or pointed hands or something else? Yeah. Yeah. It seems, seems like from, from my perspective, I didn't have with the, with the first round of watch faces, I didn't have these opinions and it took, you know, wearing it every day for years to sort of think, well, I wish that could be a little bit different, you know, and sort of being exposed to different things. And then some of our friends, actually went from never wearing a watch to trying the Apple watch to wearing analog watches. And I think it's sure. like an, just a different perspective of the same thing. Um, and, and even now, like, so the, the new rainbow face, like the, the, the color for California, for example, um, it, it, it keeps, it has the, the numbers um, in, in the rainbow colors, but it, the, the complications are, are sort of like an off white color. And, yeah. and that's just, a, you know, a new color, but a new opportunity to be had. Um, and my yeah. friend, my friend tweeting on Twitter was like, it's too bad you can't have the complications be those those tinted colors too. It's like, and for every other color they are, except for rainbow. So it's, sure. it's you know it's confusing. And it's like it, it wouldn't matter if you could just tweak both. You know, um, oh, and, and there's like, an app. What, what colors? The, what colors? The second hand on the the rainbow face. Yeah, uh, let's see. I, I just changed mine to to addition to look at it because addition was I was going to mention has the blue hand. Um, yeah. And and when you mentioned on. Uh, under the radar, you're at the pod, your podcast that you preferred the blue hand. It's like, oh yeah, I can do California the blue hand. I just have to have every the the, the dial be white, <laughs> you know, and then I turn the sure. brightness down to make that like kind of feasible. Um, but then all the like the hand color and the number colors and the, and even the complications are like this off gray color that I really do- doesn't make me happy like as much as the the yeah. blue does. Um, rainbow is, is red. <laughs> so, sure, it's yeah. red. It's, yeah. I, I don't know what it is with their fi- their fixation on red. Like of all the faces, like, like the rainbow face seems like the one where, like the second hand should be like changing color as it moves around or something. Like why sure. not? Yeah. Like you, like if you're if, you know if if if, if you're going to do it, like go crazy with color. Yeah. Um, but it, there's just these little things where it always seems like it does almost what you want it to do, but never quite uh, like where it was where I would at least. I would want it to go with customization of watch faces. That's right. And, and it's even kind of a practical problem too, because um, when I started using the infograph face, then I, I hadn't used a face with colored complications in so long that I was like, Oh, it, I, I remember that version of the date complication kind of with like the red um, ticker over the current date. And it's like, that's much more easy, easy to see for me um, or the different like colors of the weather temperature range. Um, and there's one that was super practical for me, which is, uh, the complication for sky guide. It will show you when the next planet is rising or, you know, body like the moon. And, uh, it's, it's really cool in color with the infograph face. Like you can, you can know, oh, that's an orange circle with, with some texture. That's Mars. Uh, take away the color. It's, it's, you know, if it has rings, you kind of know what it might be, but like, if it doesn't, then it's like, what is that circular object in grayscale? (laughs) You know, it loses the actual utility in, in that case. Yeah, no, I think, and it's just, it's, it. I, I just, I always, every year, I hope that there'll be something here that where it's like this. It's not just a, an update; it's a kind of a rethink. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like every few years we kind of have these things where 
you know, it's not just, uh, an, you know, it's like where they took a lot of the watch faces and turned them into the kind of the rounded versions of them. So if you use like utility or chronograph or any of those watch faces, like they took the text and they like curved it, yeah. which sort of works and it sort of makes sense. But at the same time, I feel like there's like, there's so much more you could be, you could be done there uh, rather than just kind of like updating it. It's like rethinking it and making it feel more at home, um, in these contexts. That's right. Yeah, and, and it kind of feels like the thing too, just from covering these, these, these updates in the past that like might not even be mentioned on stage, but then it's like in, in the first beta version. And so it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, here it is, you know, so, so we'll see. Um, how do you plan to watch the keynote since, since you, you, you are usually there and this year there, there won't be a there. It'll be everyone's oh, living room. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll it'd be just in my, in my living room watching it at, at home at, on TV. And I mean, we were, it's actually just having a, a conversation with my wife because it's going to be, you know, I've been away at WWDC every year for the last decade, basically. Like that's just been kind of a fixture on our family calendar. And it's going to be a little weird being home. Like, um, like there's part of me that wonders if I might end up just like, like sort of almost like going on a vacation downstairs yeah. um, in, in my own house and just kind of, you know, like having like two or three days where I'm just like, like working and focused at, at, at doing all the things and kind of trying to take it all in and, um, understand what Apple is doing, because especially if they're doing any kind of labs or interactive things with the developers, like I want to make sure that I know enough about what the new stuff is that I can take advantage of any opportunities I have to get clarification or questions, uh, with, you know, Apple engineers. And so it's going to be a really weird experience, like sitting at home watching, you know, presumably watching a keynote, um, you know, just on, on my TV, but I have honestly, I don't know. And I'm not sure they've even really announced what that's going to look like, you know, is that's it going right. to be all, yeah. all the, all the new videos and technologies like all dumped at once onto us? Or is it going to be sort of drip fed out throughout the week? Or even, is it a whole week? Who knows? Like there's so many of these things that we don't really know, but, um, like it's just, yeah, it's, it's in some ways I look forward to it because it's going to be, uh, nice to have a week that's just focused on the new stuff without kind of WWDC has a lot more there's kind of social and like live shows and things that are part of that week that are fun and great but are also kind of a little bit more like you know it takes takes it, it takes time and focus and so I kind of look forward to in some ways having a WWDC where it's just all about the new stuff all the time yeah there there will be efficiencies this year for everyone including the way the way that we cover these things uh and, and take a minute and use information like day one usually tends to be just like overwhelming and you've got to slowly absorb what happened, like recap it all. Um, yeah. you know, you, you couldn't exactly give your thoughts on things on day one very easily. Uh, and it might change the next day after you record something. Um, but, but there is that social aspect of like, you know, talking with friends about what you saw and how you interpret things and what you think of it and even like yeah. informationally. Uh, and I think, I think podcast and like, you know, just how we communicate online will be especially important this year for, for that angle. Yeah. No, for sure. I think there's, yeah, it's that's, and even just the, that sense of like finding, getting the sense of what the reactions are and where right. the, like where the really interesting and exciting things are. And like a lot of times at WWDC, they'll have the like, you know, there's this conversation and someone will mention something and you're like, wait, wait, where did, where did you see that? And it's like, yep, there's, yep. you definitely have to have that kind of, there's just, there's too much information for any one person to kind of absorb it all at once. And so you kind of re rely on the sort of the social filter that can kind of direct the stuff that you should pay attention to uh, sort of back towards yourself. Okay, listeners, I have a question. How did you sleep last night? What about last week? Has your sleep been better or worse since this time last year? Pillow for iPhone and Apple Watch is here to help you answer those questions and help you understand how sleep affects your everyday life. 
Pillow is an all-in-one sleep tracking solution to help you be more aware of your sleep patterns and discover what might be affecting your sleep quality. If you have an Apple Watch, tracking your sleep is as easy as wearing your Apple Watch to bed. Pillow will track and analyze your sleep automatically. One of Pillow's most loved features is the ability to get a detailed heart rate diagram of every sleep session. You can even compare your sleep quality with your weight, steps, caffeine consumption, and many more health metrics to discover how they might be affecting your sleep. Pillow can optionally record sounds you make during sleep, from sleep talking to sleep apnea and snoring or unexpected noises that might be affecting your sleep. A lot of users have been surprised by the results. For me, when my wife says that I've been snoring lately, uh, this this can this can this can 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 prove her right. Pillow is also very privacy minded. All your sleep and audio data is encrypted and stored on your device in your iCloud storage account using end-to-end encryption. That's the good stuff. Pillow doesn't have user accounts either, so you can use it anonymously, and it doesn't collect or send your personal data anywhere. No need to worry about that. Naps boost your focus, creativity, and overall well-being too, and if you're working from home, you can also take naps using Pillow's power nap modes. If you need an alarm, Pillow can wake you up using your iPhone, Apple Watch, or iPad. And if you have watchOS 6 installed on your Apple Watch, that's the latest update. The new update to Pillow uses something called extended runtime, which all that means for you is it minimizes battery consumption on the Apple Watch. Pillow is available on the App Store for the iPhone, Apple Watch, and even the iPad. Discover all of Pillow's features at nabox.com slash pillow. That's N-E-Y-B-O-X dot com slash pillow. Just going there helps support the podcast. Sleep well and stay safe. My thanks to Pillow for their support of 9 to 5 Mac Watch Time. A couple more things I want to mention before we get into your, your Choosing Fitness blog post. Um, like you, I have the 38 millimeter and 44 millimeter watch for like the, that it's like my, my, my daytime main use and then like the nighttime sleep tracking. Uh, sure. and every time I put on the 38 millimeter, it just feels not like it's, you know, like in, like in, it's too small, but like it's just an achievement and miniaturization. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how does this same system that I'm, 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 you know, living with every day fit on this little thing? You know, yeah. it's, it's, oh, no. I mean, that, that, that 38 millimeter watch is, is just amazing but for, for what it can do and how, um, and how capable it is. And then, I mean, in many ways, like the 40 millimeter watch, um, is even more so because physically it's only a little bit bigger. Like, I mean, it's bigger, but it's not dramatically bigger but it, it, it's screen and its capability is um is so, so robust um that i you know every time i pick those up and look at it i mean it is also like when, when you know if, if i go from uh the 44 to the 38 it does feel like whoa this got small yeah like but um it is just it's i mean it's, it's just an achievement and it's something that i mean it's amazing how th- how thin this device is yet how you know at the same time it can have a cellular motor in it that is you know i can be streaming audio you know just out on a run in the middle of nowhere just via this teeny little puck on my wrist like it's kind of amazing yeah i mean speaking of that um just this weekend i, I took Stephen chowton smith's new broadcast app which is mm-hmm. on on the watch and the phone and the ipad and yep. the mac and apple tv is, is in the car play um and it's pre-configured with these iris stations you know he's, he's from ireland and um you replace them with like looking from at his tweet replies of like the live streams for say relay relay fm shows uh, accidental tech podcasts and then, um, 
I, I got those from his like tweet replies, but then also uh, today seeing, uh, listening to back to work on, on five by five, like looking at the page resources to see what is that URL to add in yeah. and just, just to try it out and like stream that, that I've been doing for my computer or phone for years. And then, then do that on, on the watch. It's like, it's always been possible. It just needed to be this tool to do it. Uh, and that was like one of those kind of aha moments about the watch and AirPods. It's like, Okay, cool. It just I mean, there, there's so much that's possible. It just needs to be a tool to to bring those things together, um, and that that's what I mean. Developing for the watch is all about, I think. Yeah, and I think and that's a great example where like so much of that is like the seamlessness of that that you could be listening to a show, you know, listening to a live stream at home, like you could be walking around your house, uh, listening to it, and then oh, it's time for me to go for my run or you know go for a walk or whatever it might be, and you can just go, and like the watch can is able to just sort of keep that experience going for you, which is just like so cool. Mm-hmm. It, it, you didn't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily, you know, it, if you have to like pre pre download a bunch of stuff and ha- wait for it to sync and do all this, like if, if there's a, if there's a level of fuss involved with something like that, like it's, it's so much less cool than when it's just, you know, you just, you go out and you hit stream and it streams and um, it starts playing. Like that's just such a cool experience. Yeah. And, and when you love listening to these shows, live as they're recorded. Um, like I, I have a very specific memory of listening to ATP live and then deciding, you know, I, okay, it's time to go out for the run. It's like the latest window I can. And, uh, well, I want to keep listening cause I'm really interested in the conversation and, and I, I prefer to just have the watch. And in that, in that time I brought the, the phone too for that purpose. Uh, yeah. but it, it still needed to see just a few years later, like that problem solved. Um, Absolutely. something else I, from listening to you over the years, Dave, I know that, Typically, after a big app release or a big update, that you tend to celebrate um, with your wife. Did you yeah. do that with Watchsmith, and if so, how? Yeah, I mean, it was we, we usually just have, we have a nice dinner. Yeah, yeah, is, is the usual thing, and certainly in the current context, like sometimes we might go out or we might um, kind of do things a bit more uh, robustly. But for Watchsmith, yeah, I mean, my wife just cooked me a delicious dinner that was yeah, you know kind of awesome. like all my favorites, and we celebrated a little, and you know, it's kind of fun to like my like my kids like make little signs or things to be like you know like congrats on the watch, and it's we just we try and make a big deal out of it because um, especially being like a sort of a in uh, more of a just like a one man sort of family business, it's much more, you don't have the kind of natural camaraderie around a launch mm-hmm. that um, you would if you worked in like a big team where you might like oh and now we're gonna you know take the team out for lunch or we're gonna have this big party at that at the office or something and so we kind of we replicate that at home you know celebrating with the team which just in this case it's like my wife and I that's right um, are the team that are that are celebrating but that's yeah it, it wasn't it's, it's not it wasn't. Um, anything more than that, but it was, that's, that was exactly what, you know, it was a lovely thing nevertheless. Yeah. It's an important thing to do. I I think it's also important from, you know, work from home perspectives to it's helpful when you can, when you communicate to your partner or family that you've got a reason to celebrate because you can put in, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours, you know, away from, from your family. Then you, then you, you, you leave with this excitement and it can dissipate quickly. But if you communicate it, then, Everyone can be in and on the feeling, um, or even similarly, like if you have a frustrating day, then it can be unfair to sort of you know leave the workspace and then try and transition to family life. But if you can yeah. communicate it, then it's like you know it it can take a take a load off your shoulders, you know. Oh sure, I mean I think and especially in digital work, that's even more so something where it's so sometimes tricky because the thing that you created is somewhat intangible. Um, it isn't like. You know, you, you, my, my wife comes downstairs and it's like, here's this like chair that I built 
and you can see it and you can sit in it. Like right. It can sometimes like some days, like what did, what did I do? It's like I fixed bugs deep down in the syncing system. Right. Like, it, it, there, there is no tangible, visible, external like uh, out, outcome as a result. Like it's just there's going to be fewer bugs and happier customers. But um, like with digital work, so often that can be the case. And so, yeah, it's like trying to celebrate when you have something that is a milestone and that is kind of external and obvious um, has definitely been a good thing that I found to just try and like make sure that I do when I have when I'm when I can and not just be like, OK, now I'm on to the next thing. Um, like, you know, t- take a moment, take a pause, focus on it and then and then move on to whatever's next. Yeah. And, and I'm looking around my office now and I'm just surrounded by things that I've, you know, that are, that are digital products, you know, like, like a podcast, you know, and, and I've, I've, I've stolen Mark Armand's idea of, of printing out your artwork of the podcast on a fracture and it can be any kind of, you know, print. Um, but having, having a physical version of that to display, you know, it's, it's like having, you know, a degree framed or something, you know, it's like, yeah. that's, that's project. And, and I used to do a nine to five Mac daily podcast. And then I, I did it for a year and got burned out and handed it over to a colleague, Chance Miller. And he came to visit and I gave, like physically gave him that. I was like, oh, nice. I'm handing this over to you. And he yeah. displays it proudly now. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's a neat feeling. Uh, and it's just like displaying like race medals, you know, from, uh, I don't have any for 2020 yet, but you know, I've got like 2017 to, to 2019, um, behind me. And this, you know, I, I painted the office recently and, and just displaying those, putting them back on the wall again. It was a, it felt like electric to remind myself of that feeling of like, uh, you know, cause it, it running a, a race had been so foreign in, in the last several months and just yeah. like holding those tangible medals with like a real weight and like someone designed art for the medal. Sure. Um, it just made me think this is, I, I had that feeling from race day and it's like, this is that feeling, you know, and it's so important to sort of like, you know, memorialize your achievements in that way. Um, yeah. and, and let's talk about your, your, your blog post, um, choosing yeah. fitness. So, you know, you mentioned right in the beginning that you're not one to to be that fitness is something that starts in the gym and ends on social media. Uh, but nevertheless, this this piece needed to have that video that was so yeah. in it. It just tells the story, and um, and and I'll, I'll let you describe what you did. But but I'll, I'll 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 preface by saying the first time I viewed this, I didn't see your wife's reflection in the mirror, yeah. and I only saw her come over and and you, you two celebrate. And that's when I had like my awe moment where like I had chills. It's like, mm-hmm. that was that special. And then I, then I showed my wife and I was like, this, this is my, this is my friend David. And like, look at this. And it kind of told your story there. And I was like, isn't that cool? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I watched it again and saw a reflection. And I was like, that is such a cool like perspective of, you know, video yeah. wise. So, oh, sure. So, no, I was, it was very fortunate. I had no idea that she was going to be visible in the mirror like, right. when I set that up. Like I'd had, had no idea. And then like, you know, watching it afterwards, it was really cool that you could, I could see, I, cause I, you know, I can't see her when I'm lifting. Yeah. So yeah. just for context for people, obviously this, it was just listening to this. Like, so I, um, so yeah, so yesterday was my, my birthday. I turned 37 and it, there's nothing particularly significant about that other than it was. So three years ago, I sort of decided that I wanted to take sort of my health and fitness a bit more seriously that I'd kind of gotten to this point where like I was, you know, in my early thirties and in like generally good health, but it was one of those things where I could start to feel like there's something when you're in your, like when you're in your teens and twenties where I feel like you can maybe get away with a bit more than 
you can is you kind of as, as I started to get into my 30s and I was like I just I need to do something now because you know the longer I wait the harder it's going to be to do something about this and so like I started working out more regularly and I started to work out and kind of through that process um one of the things that I had done was I'd set kind of these fitness goals for myself and I've been able to kind of knock off most of them um sort of over the over the course of the last 3 years but the last one the kind of this thing that had been sticking for a long time it has for me has always been like my strength so like being able to just like lift heavy things, I suppose. Like it's just, it's not the way I'm like, I've, I just, I struggle to, to develop that. And, um, so yesterday I sort of, I tested, I wanted, one of the things I wanted to do is like, I wanted to see if I could, um, finally reach a point that I could deadlift, uh, 300 pounds, which is kind of had been my goal for a long time. And it had been this thing that I'd been like for so long. I had been like, I mean, it's like my, my max had been like 280, 285, 290, 292. Like it just, I just couldn't quite get there. And right. Yesterday, I finally was able to do it. Um, and, um, it just was really cool to like sort of ca- capture that moment. And it's like, it, I don't know what my new fitness goals are going to be, but it's kind of cool that I'm in this funny, fun transition period where like I don't have any fitness goals right now. Like I've been able to accomplish the things that I set out to be able to do. Um, and yeah, like I recorded it just because I think it's kind of fun to capture that moment because yeah. for something like a lift, it is like, it's momentary like this, you know, like, especially like a deadlift where like the old, the whole thing took maybe two seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like it's this long drawn out, like running a marathon or something where like, there's this long process for it. It's like, nope, I just like walked up to a bar and picked it up. But that was very meaningful to me because of the effort it took to be able to do that. Yeah, it's where binary you can or you cannot, and yeah. and uh, it was like like vine length, you know, of, of a clip, which is perfectly digestible. Um, and I asked her, I was my brother was in the room. Um, he's been staying with us during during quarantine, and and, and yeah. my wife was home, and so uh, I I said, Chris, how much can you deadlift? And he's like, you know, and probably like kind of overestimating, but because he hasn't done anything in a long time, but like you know, we're both kind of in that position, and he's like probably 200 and i was like okay so that gave me some perspective on what 300 was um and he's like kind of a big guy you know could be uh and then asked my wife kelsey and and she says uh 10,000 i'm like okay that's a good answer and then they asked me and i said i I would have to start with the bar and see you know see if i could (laughs) go from there and uh and then absolutely add on to really see um so that gave me some perspective of like what 300 was like um but you know hey congratulations that that is awesome Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the thing that's, that's funny there is, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a number that is meaningful to me, but it isn't like, there's nothing magic in it. And like, right. at, like I've been at the gym and I've seen people like deadlift over 500 pounds and like, I've also, and that, that's a big deal for them. And I've seen people where it's like, it's a big deal when they break 100. Like it, mm-hmm. it it's just one of those things that it's just like the deadlift specifically is just one of those interesting measures because it's so such a raw thing. Like, can you pick it up or can't you? Right. There's not a lot of technique or, I mean, there is technique to the deadlifts. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it's it's a much more of just like this this raw measure of like, can you do it or not? Mm-hmm. And and it's I suppose it's endurance built up or or it's it's strength built up over time that you yeah you know there's a percentage gain that's so gradual that eventually you you do get there and that's kind of what you're really celebrating is like this this yeah. percentage increase. Um, but but that it's it's certainly over time. It isn't that you can yeah. try harder and cram it in and get there sooner. But it's it's to to do it balanced and healthily, healthily, and then you know you put in the time, then you get the result. Yeah, exactly. Like, and there's especially with strength is by far like in my experience working out is strength is the slowest thing that t- t- to develop. Like, it's just something that 
like physiologically it takes just you know it's like you 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 gain strength in like in terms of years whereas in a way that you know it's like you you can't rush it whereas to some degree with like a cardiovascular health like if you really kind of go crazy um you can make pretty dramatic sort of changes in your short-term like cardiovascular uh capacity but it's just like strength there there's 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 no there's no shortcuts it's just you have to lift a lot of heavy things for a long time and event and your body adapts to being able to do that. And then at the more it adapts, the, the stronger you get. Um, and so like that can be really frustrating where, you know, you, you want it to go fast, but like there's not only so much you can do um, just because of how the physiology of it works. Yeah. And, and the, the line that you included, I think from a coach is that, um, you know, you don't get stronger from, from moving the weight. It's that you, you actually get weaker. You, you know, you literally feel weaker in that moment it's that yeah. you get stronger in the recovery, which that that's yeah. the part that like literally requires time. Yeah. And then that's the thing. I think just to sort of to that point is the thing where like, I found it so easy when I got er, sort of early on in when I was trying to start working out, like I, it was so, it's so easy to focus on what you do in the gym that like, that's the thing that you're, that's the important part. But like, Oh, I want to, I want to do the right, like the right, the right training program or the right rep scheme or what the right weights, whatever it is, like all the different like things you can get, you can kind of geek out about with what you're doing. And, but the reality is like the thing that is actually like is probably much more important is that you're giving yourself and your body the a healthy lifestyle that allows you to sort of incorporate the gains that you're, you're trying to do in the gym um, that, you know, like you can, if you can, you go out and have a great workout session and then you go sort of like go home and stay up, stay up late eating ice cream and like drinking beer. Like you're, you're not actually going to get nearly the benefit from that workout that you would if you stay hydrated, eat well and get a lot of sleep. Um, and that, that sort of shift that I, yeah, it's like, I remember a coach talking about that where it's like, if you think about, you know, sort of like every rep you do is harder. Like that's why you sort of hit a point that you can't work out. You know, like, you know, the first time you lift something, it's easy, but on your 20th rep, like it's really hard. Like you, you are weaker in that moment than you were when you started, but it's, you know, you're allowing your body to adapt to that and incorporate it in is what will make you stronger and better. And like, you have to have the other 23 hours of your day, um, to you know, need to accommodate the the goals that you have for your fitness because you can't just like out you can't outwork a bad lifestyle um, in the gym like mm-hmm. just by crushing it or, or killing yourself there like it, it has to sort of be a more much more holistic um, thing that you're trying to do yeah and, and you you give a reason I think it's so important to have a reason for for why you're pursuing a lifestyle change if that's what you're doing or or just any yeah. sort of goal um, and you give a reason which is that you never want to be able to you know, to say to your daughter that you, you, you know, if she runs up to you in the morning and you, you lift her up, that you can't lift her up physically. Um, yeah. and you want to sort of delay that as much as possible. Um, I, I think that's so important. You know, the first time I began my journey, you know, there were various personal reasons, but they were certainly yeah. there. And the difference in starting up again, you know, I've, I've began again for the purpose of getting back to where I was, but even that wasn't strong enough to motivate sure. me. It, it's, it needs to be something that you're like, you know, that would make you deeply unhappy if you got to that point and you're fighting against that or, you know, something that you want to work toward positively. Um, that just, it's so personal and just drives you because otherwise it's so easy to, 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 you know, fall off, not see results quick enough and, and then, you know, delay what you wanted to do. Yeah. I mean, cause I think the thing that's so hard too is it's, like the key to so much of like health and fitness is about consistency. Like it's about like, just keep 
just keep doing it over and over and over again. And like repetition is never like fun. It's not something that we want to do. Like it's, it might be exciting the first week of a new like thing, like, Oh, I got a new running program that I'm going to try and like work on my endurance. And like the first time I go out and do a run, Oh, this is interesting. And you kind of can be excited. But like when you're going out for your 20th run, like you have to have a motivation that is big enough to, you know, for that 20th run, not for the first run. Mm Hmm. And like, that's where I feel like so, so often the having a goal that is kind of yeah, like more emotional or transformative or something that can, like when you think about it and you kind of imagine yourself in the end state or you imagine like the negative side, like depending on which kind of goal it is that you're, you're, you're trying to have, like it's something that can get you through that moment or get you through the like, you know, I've gone out for many times. I'll go out for you. It's like, you go out for a run and you're like, you, you're kind of, Oh, I'm, you know, you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to go out and, you know, run, run five miles. And then you're like half, you know, half a mile in and you're like, Oh, I don't really want to do that. Maybe I'll just do a short one today. <laughs> yeah. And like, you have that point where it's like, you have this choice. Like, do I want to turn around now or am I going to do the thing that, um, I said I was going to do. And like, there has to be something in you that you want more than turning around. Mm-hmm. And, like it's so much better if, if that can be something that's emotional or you know a connection that you know I know that I know that like if I imagine myself like you know my my daughter running up and wanting to you know just sort of jump up into my arms and me being like oh sorry honey you know you're you're getting too big for this and you could kind of imagine saying it in kind of a sweet kind way but it's something that I never want to have to do because I'm you know I haven't been taking care of my body so I can't pick her up that's right I want it, like I, I and like if I think about that like I almost get a little choked up about like having to say that to her. And like, that's the thing that keeps me going. They're like, I want to be strong, not because like having a 300 pound deadlift is useful or like, is it some, like some magic number? It's like, what I want to be, it's like, I just want to, I, the actual lift I care about is picking my daughter up off the ground. Like that's the thing. And in order to do that, I have to spend the time in the gym and I have to do deadlifts and I have to do things like that, um, in order to maintain that kind of strength. But like, you know, like the, the barbell lift is not what I'm, is not what I actually care about. Yeah. Th- there's, there's so much value in that experience that you desire, um, that it, it makes sense that you have to earn it, that it's not just a guarantee. Yeah. And I mean, if, if it was, yeah, if it was easy, like I wouldn't value it. Like I wouldn't sure. be excited when, when you accomplish it. Like if, you know, if it's something, and that's where I feel like with a lot of fitness goals, like something that I find is like, I want to be the best goals for me are things that I'm not sure are possible that like when I achieve them, I feel like, wow, I did something, like I accomplished something that it isn't just like, oh, you know, yeah, well, of course I could do that. Like, I, you know, like it was, it, it, if I didn't earn it, then it, you get so much less satisfaction and joy um, and sort of that sense of accomplishment at the end um, than you do if it's something where you really had to earn it and you really had to work for it and you had to make choices that you didn't want to make in the moment, um, but that you knew would get you, you know, closer to where you wanted to be. Yeah. Um, for me, the first time that I did the, the fitness journey, I mean, part of it was, was that I can test aspects of the watch that I hadn't yet. It was in the first year, um, sure. that are just lying there waiting to be, you know, tried and written about. It's just, you know, what, what to do for work. And, um, you know, it's like, I, I, I kind of got hooked on that. Um, but it, it's that, you know, when, when I gain weight, I don't get like round, I get wide. And, sure. uh, and, and that, you know, things like, um, I mean, just to be quite, quite frank, like uh, at the time, this is say 2017, um, I've been married for a couple of years and we were having issues. And mm-hmm. part of what I felt was that I don't look the way I looked when, when we were younger and, sure. you know, dating. 
and that my partner, she looks the same, you know, better. And even though she doesn't have to, to put in the time in the gym or the, you know, the pay attention to dieting like I do, you know, I still want to kind of, kind of give her what I, what I think, you know, I, I ought to. Um, sure. and so that was a, a big motivator. And then once I started seeing results and, and, you know, I was suddenly doing things that I had never done before, like learning to run and then running, running races, I would think of my, um, my granny Patsy who had died in 2013. Um, after a year of caretaking for her, she had uh, lung cancer. And mm-hmm. so I, I think, you know, she never saw me be active, but I would be out sure. on a run and I would see like, like things visually in my environment would, would kind of motivate me, you know, maybe it's the endorphins, but just, it also meant something. And it's like, there's a, there's a bridge that I run on over um, the water at a beach near me. And it has a divider between the bridge part for the, the cars and the bridge part for pedestrians. And it had like square cutouts. And when the sun was going down, it would create like this checkered pattern or like, mm-hmm. you know, of that were like steps that were like sunlit and yeah. it would just, you know, kind of give me a visualization of like, you know, I'm like, I'm like running on some, you know, it's not just the pavement beneath me, but it's like, I'm, I'm running to like a higher purpose, you know, and each one yeah, of these yeah. steps is that. Um, and, and I would remember that feeling and be like, I want to go and do that again, you know, run at this specific time. Um, and it would, it would just give me, it would overcome the sort of resistance that you would feel otherwise. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I went from 210 to one, uh, 145, like over period of months and it was it was awesome and and you know did a did a story about the process kind of before it was even complete and posted it on new year's uh, day which is really neat and i went out for a run on the beach with a friend of mine and then we were like flying drones for fun on new year's day and then i and i was away from the, the phone and there wasn't lt on the watch yet and then i i got back to the phone and uh th- there were there was a, a tweet from um, Jay Blonick, who, you know, mm-hmm. does the health stuff for, at, at Apple, uh, came yeah. from, came from Nike and then Phil Schiller. And it was like a tweet of my story. <laughs> and it was like, sure. that was like the perfect kind of like, you know, ending to that day. Um, later on in the year, you know, talk about things that are hard that you've got to work on marriage. And yeah. my marriage became shaky for different reasons. And, and we eventually separated for, you know, about a year and a half. We're, we're, we're been living together now for a year, uh, again, but, um, and, and separating, you know, I thought, well, I'll use this time to, to refocus on like getting back in shape. Cause after I had, we had our second kid, then, you know, I lost all of that. <laughs> um, and, and it, I was surprised at how long it took to gain weight back to go from 145 to even like, you know, and I found like 150 be like my sweet spot. Cause I'm like, I'm five nine and it, and it fit me, um, for, for what I felt like. And, um, yeah. but, th- but then eventually, you know, it was like, 180. Okay. You know, I'm, and I'm, and that's when I started doing longer distance runs, like the half marathon. Um, and I had the endurance, but, but, uh, you know, I knew I could do better because I couldn't run as fast in the shorter distances, uh, as before. And, um, you know, so I, so I've had since then this goal of getting back on track, you know, yeah. and then things like, well, I don't, I, I cannot focus on, on, on that right now in the way I want to because I'm so distracted necessarily by other things right now. Um, and only, only recently, I mean, part of this podcast beginning, uh, almost a year ago is that, um, I, w- I was in a, in a mental state that was not healthy. And, um, I just, the way that I noticed it was physical was, was that, um, I had a rash on my chest and neck 
and went to the doctor and I, I'd been in the forest with my uh, son and um, he'd wet the bed next to me a few times. And this, you know, I thought it was because of that and I wanted a way to treat it. And the doctor says, no, it's shingles. Have you been stressed lately? And I'm like, yeah, but not more than usual. Just it's kind of gradual. And, yeah. um, you know, it sort of became this physical alert to me that like things are, are too much. Um, and then I was prescribed pain medicine because, you know, shingles can be painful. And the way that the pain medicine to treat the pain was, it would make me feel so high and then so low. And this was sure. all about a year ago to the point where um, I was just unresponsive to friends and family, even when I was with, with the kids by myself. And that there was this big concern of like, you know, things aren't right here. Um, and, uh, and, and so at a, at a point we decided kind of, I kind of voiced it and, and a friend had helped me said, I need to go somewhere for a few days, you know, and, and be, uh, under someone else's care. And so I went to the hospital for, for three nights and, um, and it was actually like the third day I was there was the first day of WWDC. And so for the first time since 2013, I'd missed WWDC for work. And luckily like the team was there at N5 Mac to support me and everything. It was so wonderful. Um, and I was looking back at pictures even like over like the last, um, like, you know, the year ago pictures, it's like the, the run up to, to that event, um, of going in the hospital for three nights was like, I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that things were, uh, kind of falling apart in, in a way that they were, um, because I was, I was, you know, but it was the pictures that you take are the happier ones sometimes and everything. And, and I also noticed that I was like recording guitar at like 3 a.m. It's like, okay, I didn't have good sleep patterns either, you know, and, and I came out of that when I, when I felt like, okay, I had this feeling of like, I'm allergic to information, especially technology. And so it, it had to gradually get back to being comfortable with, with wearing the watch or like ever looking at my phone again. Um, and I eventually did. And, um, you know, then it was like, now I've got this feeling of like, and I think I had, I had even written the article about, you know, I wish the watch was better at coaching with mental health in mind in the January before kind of the May and June of, of that happening. Um, and, and then, you know, and that, that a year out, it's given me perspective of how far I've come since then. And so it's been a different journey for me, but I haven't, I still haven't gone from, um, you know, gaining weight back to losing it, but I've certainly gone from like nurturing my mental health, you know, sure. um, you know, and, and, and I'm so fortunate in feeling that it all, it all came before kind of the quarantine period of like, just, you know, immense amounts of uncertainty. And that now I, I feel an appreciation for how other people must, must feel, um, and being isolated and, and everything. And so, um, you know, I was, I was looking back, you know, at just pictures from a year ago and it's like, it wouldn't have guessed. And so, um, part of what was useful there was a friend of mine had saw from my Apple watch activity data that I wasn't sharing anything, that it was just zero data. And so, and I wasn't answering the phone. And so he came over to visit and I just hadn't been wearing the watch, but then it, it got me to kind of realize like, oh, this is why I haven't been wearing the watch. Cause I've got this, you know, great anxiety. And, um, and it was that, you know, I didn't reach out to a friend for help, but like a friend had seen through the watch to come help. Um, and, and, and it just, just kind of a reminder of like, you know, visually you might not see things that, that have changed, but, but, but you know, if you've got that feeling that something isn't right, then it's so necessary to communicate, um, and, and, and that you can make a change from that. Um, now I've, I've, and even though I was around like 180 with, with weight as like my personal, you know, trying to re restart the fitness journey. And, um, since then I've, I've gone to 210 <laughs> and actually I went sure. to, went to 220, uh, a week ago or a little over a week ago. And I, 
I finally started this, like, you know, I, I've started, you know, over two dozen times of like, okay, today is the day I'm going to recreate sure. what I did before. And what I've kind of learned is that memorializing the start is a very bad idea because it's just too yeah. much pressure. Um, you, you kind of memorialize your accomplishments, but not the beginning. The, the beginning is to be, um, sort of necessarily, uh, uh, just, just, just casual, you know, and no, no big attention put on it. Um, until you get comfortable in what you're doing feels routine. And then you can say, okay, I'm not letting this one go. Um, yeah. but I, but I've started just to, just uh, to start a better dieting routine, uh, in that I've now seen, cause I, I was getting frustrated with, with the rate of weight gain. And all of a sudden, most of the shirts in my, in my closet don't, don't fit. And I, you know, it's like, it, it's kind of a small goal, but it's like, once I lose that weight again, I'll have so many more clothes, you know? Sure. Um, but, but yeah. And, and so, in, in that case, in the last, I'd say, 14 days, I've seen, you know, 11 pounds loss, and it's been from this intentional diet. And and it has felt like, you know, I need to start with baby steps. And so I, I'd never had a, a personal experience where it felt like step tracking was beneficial. Um, but something that you mentioned in, in, in one of your posts is that the adaptability, I think it was in your Watch 07 post, of being able to step track from an injury to recovery and change your goal from yeah. like 500, you know, to 5,000 or whatever you want is, is important. Um, and so I've kind of documented like kind of what I'm doing now. And it's like, there, there are these baby steps where just, just putting a number on steps and having it on my watch face has been useful. Um, and then kind of saying, well, okay, I'm doing that now. The next thing I want to do, you know, is, is lose some of the weight and then just try different exercises. Um, and that's something that, that you do as well. That's important is, is a diversity of what you do. Um, but for me, like I did a 25 mile bike ride on Saturday and just, it felt really good, you know, mm -hmm. and, and after losing the weight, if it, things are every, every sort of like big jump of losing weight, everything feels easier in the body too. And so now I've kind of got this roadmap where I'm finally seeing results. I didn't put too much pressure, like pre-announce, you know, or anything like that, um, that I'm, that I'm kicking this off because it's like the 30th time I've kicked this off. Sure. Um, but I, it's to recognize retrospectively that, uh, oh, now I'm in kind of a successful run here. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and then, and then to plan accordingly, you know, um, but man, I mean, that's one of the things that you mentioned in your post is, is, is the diversity of what you do to maintain and, uh, you know, a healthy overall, like, like, and, and uh, w when did you run the, the sub six minute mile, uh, by the way, that was probably about a a year to 13, 14 months into working out more consistently. Yeah. Do you think you could uh, do that today now that you do the 300 pound deadlift? I think so. Yeah. It's been a while. Like, and honestly, one of the things I'm, I think I'm going to do is I'll probably the next like five weeks, I'm going to re retest all of my kind of my five goals, those oh, yeah. things that I wanted to do just out of curiosity to see. Cause obviously like once you kind of check something off, you kind of, there's a, a natural, like you'd have a desire to certainly to hold on to something and like, um, but it's, you, you never really know until you try. Yeah. But I'm certainly curious to see, like, I think I should be not f miles from there, but like, you know, and that was one of those funny things where like, that was the easiest of the goals for me to do because like, just like my, my sort of my, my background and build is kind of running is the easier part for me, but it's the, the sort of the strength and, uh, more powerful things. Like I just have never had, like I've always been. Uh, just sort of really struggled in that, but, um, but yeah, no, I mean, your, your story is just really cool. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm reminded too of, I remember one of their first, was it the first or like second or third episode of watch time with you and uh, Alex Cox, yeah, third. About, like their experience with this and how, 
like it's how the you know it's like how i guess in like in some ways it's so easy with a watch to focus on the just like the raw fitness side mm-hmm. of it but it is like that is and that is an important part of our overall health um and like it had there are many of these like both virtuous and i guess unvirtuous cycles that come into this where like if we are taking it's like if we take better care of our bodies it's easier to have better mental health and when we have better mental health it's easier to take uh good care of our bodies and then like mm-hmm. the, the opposite is also true that if we're if we're struggling um with our sort of with our physical health it can often you know uh adversely affect our mental health and then the same thing's true like when we're having mm-hmm. you know like there are, when i'm having a more depressive or sad part of my life like it's just it's hard to go to the gym it's hard to want to 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 do difficult things you know that's sort of like one of the first things to go when you're um, so sort of when you're having a, uh, having a difficult time is like, at least for me is it's like that sense of motivation. Like, it's like, I don't want to do anything. Uh, it's like the last thing I want to do is go do something hard and difficult yeah. and something that's going to be, you know, but like the reality is like the things that are hard and difficult are the things that are, that actually are changing us. Like if it's easy, it's probably not having, uh, much of a effect, mean, much of an effect. And so like, it's so interesting too with that, yeah, like those things where like, and so often there are these little things that yeah, like whatever you're saying with like having a goal or having a step goal that changes um, or sort of working towards something. It's mm-hmm. these little things where I like I've, I've been doing this long enough to have a sense that like there's no like there is no magic like silver bullet thing that it's like, oh, if you it's like, you're, you know, you're, now I'm trying to get my activity badge for the month, whatever that is. Or and I'm trying to do this thing like there, there's lots of little little tri- little tricks or things you can do to kind of almost trick yourself into um doing something uh-huh. and like that's useful and but its usefulness is sort of typically very short-lived and so you've got to have enough of those little things that you kind of sort of queue up as dominoes to to keep you going um, because it's none of them in and of themselves is ever going to be enough like you have to have a like we we're saying earlier like a big enough reason why you want to do it yeah and then, like enough little like sub goals or milestones or steps along the way or things that you can celebrate to kind of keep you going uh, from there yeah, yeah, man. Um, how soon in, in, in sort of, you know, your, your three year journey did you have the five defined goals that, that you've, you've now accomplished? I think that was probably, it's like the funny thing, the funny answer is that I had to know enough about fitness sure. in order to have good goals. Cause yeah. like I came into working out, um, pretty much just the only main exercise I'd ever done is like I'd, I'd done running in high school. Like I was a distance runner and, I'd been to like a couple of times I was like, Oh, I had, I'll get like a membership to gold's gym. And like, I had no idea what I was doing. I would just like walk around and like pick up, a, like sit down in one of the machines and like do a couple of reps or like go to one of the classes. And like, I didn't really understand, um, a lot of like what, what it was. And like, but it's like when I decided I want to be serious about this, like I spent a lot of time sort of just researching and watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts. And it's like almost like fitness became a hobby in a way that, um, it, it wasn't before. And so like, I have a broad, better understanding of like, like when I was coming up with my goals, um, it's like, I wanted to have something that was like short endurance, which was like the, what you're just saying, like a one mile time trial when I have like long endurance, which is like this big, long kind of in, in, in workout that takes an hour to do. Uh, and then I wanted to have things that are like worth tech, you know, sort of technique based or power based and strength based. Like I wanted to kind of, I didn't even really, when I started understand that fitness kind of has those dimensions in, in a way that is kind of is tangible, but it's like, I made it a, my goal to kind of like fitness became my hobby. And then it actually worked out well. Like my, my wife's 
sort of gone along on this with me in many ways. And like, it's now like, it's our family hobby is like, is, is fitness. And we'll talk about like, you know, a, a fitness podcast that we're listening, we both listen to. And, you know, what do you think about that and what they're talking about? But it was probably maybe like six to nine months um, into kind of really getting serious about this that I kind of, but I would sort of coalesced on uh, a couple of like concrete goals for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because at that point, I felt like I understood enough about kind of what I wanted to be able to do. And also to know like what's reasonable. Like when I started, I would have had no idea like, is a 300 pound deadlift a good goal or is a 700 pound deadlift a good goal? Like, I don't know. Like, is that a lot? Like if, if you've never, if you've never done any lifting before, like the, what that number is could be, you know, it's like, is completely kind of immaterial. And so once I had a sense of like, okay, you know, for someone of like my size and build, what's a reasonable goal and what, like, what would that allow me to do? Um, like once I, once I knew that and I understood it enough, then I could sort of set goal, reasonable goals for myself. Because if I, if I had sat down when I first started and just like pulled numbers out of the air and was like, I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to deadlift 700 pounds. Like, well, that's, that, that's a, that's a journey that I'm probably never going to accomplish. Like it's not <laughs> a reasonable goal. It's not something that's actually, uh, but it would, wouldn't be exciting after a while because it would feel imp- actually impossible, not yep. like hard, but possible. Yeah, even even with weight loss, the first time it was like um, I I I know I'm I know I'm not what I was in college or high school sure. as a kid ever, you know. And it's like this yeah. all this all came in like the mid twenties for me, and uh, I need I needed data, and it was useful to have friends who who had information about this to share with me. Um, but it was like, what what should my goal be? Because I I, I kind of mastered like losing weight, um, you know, then, and I so I knew how to do it, but I didn't know like when to stop and uh sure. you know and and it, and in, even when i got to like 145 i think i hit 138 at one point and it was like okay i've i've got to like increase what i'm eating and you know yeah. if i want to maintain the same physical activity and uh but but it was useful in knowing you know sort of a formula of like your height and and, and bmi you know and age and it's like okay that then then you can calculate like what your range ought to be um and it, and it's neat having us you know smart skills now where you can even get like BMI on that without having to do do the yeah. math yourself um and they give you that that range so uh, having the data is important having a goal that that you can adapt to like you know it would be crazy to have a goal that you don't change throughout your journey sure as you learn and go um and I'm so curious to know like what your your next steps will be you know you, yeah. you, you've got time now to kind of enjoy um, what you've achieved, um, you know, and, and, and like you said, maybe, maybe it will be kind of reassessing the, the five goals and like, you know, as, as of now, um, but even beyond that, it's, it's going to be neat to see where you take that. Um, and I was thinking too, one of the things that, that makes this difficult to talk about in general is, is, is that there is no like one size fits all or magic bullet to, to doing this. Um, and, and then writing the first piece that I did, it was like, I didn't tell anybody I was writing it and I published it, I scheduled it. And like, it didn't tell anyone, you know, sure. and it was like, and then didn't watch when it went out. Like I made sure I was offline when it was published and then waited several hours to come back and like, see what happened because it was not, yeah. you know, an Apple news story. It was like how I'm sure. using an Apple product and then so much more uh, personal. And, um, you know, I think, I think what made me feel so anxious about that was that it's like, there, there's so much room for criticism here or what I don't know. And I'm saying things that I did that were wrong, you know, and yeah. I never read the comments, but like, uh, you know, I kind of scanned this, like there, there was some of that, you know, sure. and, uh, you know, it's to be expected, but, but I think in, in your blog post, it, it, you know, you, you really boil it down to something that is, uh, 
you know, as you mentioned, universal uh, as a truth. And it's that that fitness is straightforward, but uneasy. And when I read that, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's simple in that you can, it it really resonated with me because it's simple in that it's, it's not rocket science to, to do these things, but it's also not, not, you know, uh, you can't just like fall into doing it and and sticking to it. There's, there's so much resistance along the way that it's got to be intentional. Um, and that's, that's, that's what makes it difficult. Yeah. And I think that like that phrase, the straightforward, but not easy is the thing that is like, I don't know when, like that just sort of crystallized in my head at some point, but it was the sense that like, that was, that's, I think the best, like I summary I've ever been able to kind of wrap around for some of this kind of thing where like the core tenets of what it, of, of sort of health and wellness are so like straightforward. And there's so many different like nuances and things that people want to say it. Like, you know, we do this methodology here or this diet program, or you go to, you you go to a, bookstore back when bookstores were a thing like you know the number of diet books you'd go and see like they're all like and they're all like fundamentally they're all kind of trying to have you there are different ways of doing the same thing like you're trying to control what you eat so that it you know affects your weight like that's the like the straightforward part and how you do that and the nuances in the detail like there there might be some value there and like it changes the coefficients of the change like mm-hmm. for some people and for some body types this kind of diet might have you be more effective, but like ultimately, like the straightforward part is that probably it's eat, you know, sort of consume less calories than you burn and you'll lose weight. Um, how you do that might be, be different, but like that part's straightforward. Mm-hmm. If you want to get strong, like pick up heavy things. If you want right. to be able to, if you want to build your endurance, like get your heart rate up. Like these things are all very straightforward, but because something is straightforward does not make it easy. It does not make it something that's like, Oh yeah, sure. That's all I have to do. It's like, no, no. Every single day you have to wake up and you have to make a choice that it's something that matters to you enough to put in the effort to do whatever that thing is, whether it's like the proactive sense of, you know, going and working out or if it's the sort of the avoidance sense of like, I'm not going to make this choice because I know it's, it's not good for me, um, you know, for whatever that is. Uh, and like, it's, it's just one of those funny things. And, but like the, the, the nice universal truth about that as well is that it does work. And like, I think it's really cool in some ways when I think of like your journey and how you, you have like firsthand knowledge that it's possible for mm-hmm. you to change because you've done it before. Right. Um, like, and that is, I think just something that is like, there is a, there is a nice confidence, hopefully that, uh, that you can feel that you like, you know, it is possible for you because you've done it. And like, it's you, it's not, that doesn't make it easier necessarily. Like it's still all of that same work, but it's like the process that you took before is the same process that you would take now That's right. and beyond the, like the road that you're on now is like, you know how it ends and you know that it's possible and you know what, where you can go as a result. Um, and like that lack of ambiguity is just kind of cool in some ways. Yeah. And I'm going to feel, I've mentioned this before, but you know, if, if you can run a 5k and it kind of feels like, well, I've got these goals that are ahead of me, like a 10k and a half marathon and a marathon, a 5k really isn't that insane. When, when you can't run a 5k anymore and you've got to build back up to it, you know, yeah. or build back up to your old time, then you have a so much stronger of an appreciation for like, Oh, this sure. was an accomplishment then. And it certainly will yeah. be again. Um, so that, that's, a, uh, it's, it, you know, I, I would rather not have, have to have that perspective, but, it, but it's sure. also, there, there is value in, in that, uh, that yeah. I, I, when I, when I get to the other side of this, I am going to feel so good and I'm going to scream from the rooftops, you know, sure. it's like, you know, and, and all of this is, is, you know, for you and I, it's like the, the Apple watch sparked this in some way. Um, and, and being the companion there, uh, but you, you know, and 
people have done this before the Apple Watch and they do it now without the Apple Watch. It's, it's finding, you know, something that makes this a little bit more comfortable, comfortable for you. Like for me, um, I've not had a coach before. I've had a friend who is a really good coach, but he's not a professional coach. And the idea of having a coach like kind of terrifies me of like, what's, and it's just the start of it would be terrifying. Like, and then you get used to it. Um, but just sort of like personality type wise, it's like, how do you, how do you initiate that? (laughs) You know? Um, and, and that kind of thing. But like, you know, they're, you know, have your goal, have your tools along the way. Um, and, you know, man, straightforward, but not easy. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like there is that, uh, that sense of like, it's, I mean, I've done a lot of my, a lot of my journey has involved coaches. Like I did a, a lot of it I've done by going to a local CrossFit gym near mm-hmm. here. And like, they have some great coaches there. And like, there is something very powerful about having like a person who is coaching you and is caring about you and looking at your movement and telling you what to do and like, those things but like there is something also powerful about like i think there's something really cool with like an apple watch is that it's a coach that is just like perpetually there for you Mm -hmm. and like there is something such a funny thing that if you if i start a workout and i and if i start working out but i don't start a workout on my watch like i know that i don't work out as hard i know i don't do yeah there is something different when i like raise my wrist and i say like i'm starting to do something and just like there's an observer effect that in the same way that if I'm at the gym and like my, you know, like I'm doing something and the coach walks by, like all of a sudden, like my, you know, my form gets better. I'm more on pace. Like everything's great because someone's watching you and like your watch is just always watching you. And it's not, and the nice thing too is it's like, it's not a, like it's some, it's not judgmental. It's not um, like you, uh, there's no, no sense of, there's none of the kind of like interpersonal complications around someone like judging and coaching what you're doing. But like your watch is just, it's just watching. And it's like, but the fact that it is watching, um, at least I find is something that just helps me work out better and be more consistent. And like, I want to have that data, even though mo- like 99% of the times I record a workout, like I never look at that data ever again, right. it's like falls off into health kit. But the fact that I was recording it matters f- for some deep down reason in my brain that totally like, my understand. brain cares, like it cares that I recorded it and that it like it, there, there'll be a record of this. And I want to, if there's going to be a record, I want it to be a good record. Yeah. I, I totally understand that feeling. I think of since, since the Apple watch, I've only gone on two runs without it. Sure. <laughs> and I can't imagine doing the majority without it. Like just, just why would I? Uh, and, and I also, even with the watch, I also feel this um, sense of like, if I'm running and then I'm running past someone or there's people kind of observing there's this, this built-in speed burst that kicks in when oh, I see sure. them. It's like, you know, part part of it could be that you want to, like, you know, show your best performance in front of someone else or you, like, literally just want to pass them as soon as possible, you know, to not yeah. be in their way. Um, but there's so much of that. And, like, over the weekend and just, like, biking through town around the beach and everything, like, on my own uh, or with my brother, it was, like, seeing people who um, – I don't know their names. I don't really see their faces, but just like being in their presence, it, it, it felt kind of electric and recharging, um, in a way. And it's, it's so, it's so much to that. Like even, you know, it goes back to what you mentioned about being in the gym that, that you, you know, tracking your workout, you, you want to do your best. (laughs) Otherwise, you know, why bother? And then, and then, and also like, you know, there's a certain level of accountability that just having colleagues presents that it's like, you know, you're not going to just like lay there. You're not going to be the the other extreme of that. And and so you want to do your best then. Oh yeah, exactly. Like there's that sense of, and like, it just, it's, 
for for better or worse, like having someone around you, um, like you know, having a, a, a like a workout partner is it keeps you on task in a way that like few 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 things do because you don't want to like look bad and so you well i if i'm just out you know like i was saying earlier like if i go out for a run and i just like turn around half you know, way sooner than i expected to turn around and just come back like if no one knew i was running well that's just like that's just a thing for me but like if i you know if i it's like even if i tell my wife hey i'm gonna go out and run for, you know for five miles i'll be back in you know whatever it is like i'll be back in uh you know half an hour half an hour 45 minutes and i come back in 20 minutes it's like oh are you hurt like is something wrong and like there's an accountability there that yeah. keeps you going like whatever you know whatever it is as soon as you tell someone about it um it becomes a different thing yep yep and and i, I mentioned in like the last fall episodes uh probably november and december where my wife was joining me for the first time in these half marathons and um you know and i thought about this earlier in the hour that that like wow whenever whenever we do that it's like we're speaking the same language there's and it's so healthy for us together um yeah. and and we've, we've lacked that in the last few months uh with races being canceled and everything and we were training together um and and so you know it, it We've all we've been in talks about like you know what do we do next you know in terms of like that that goal and recognizing that that wow we're at our best when we're doing those things together. Um, sure. I, so it's so cool. All right, David. You got your uh, you got your WWDC race coming up, don't you? Yeah, 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 man. The 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 WWDC virtual five k. So that's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, don't, I haven't actually shared that with her yet. I should. Um, that that's so cool. We're working with Rahul Mata on integration in his app. Um, kind of the, the goal there is that it's it's so neat how like I'm I'm just so impressed by everybody around me. But um, he's working on signing signing with the Apple integration for that to be like the the method of registration. Um, sure. and then and then uh, you know kind of go from there. But yeah, yeah, we, we've got that going. Um, that will be. We, we, we're changing the day that these episodes comes out. They usually come out every other Wednesday and we're moving to Tuesdays. Um, so, so we're kind of changing how, how the episodes come out. So I was going to do a special Tuesday episode anyway. I think it'll just work out perfectly. Um, but the day after the keynote will be the, the, the watch time uh, virtual 5k. And that is a goal. And there's, there's time. There's like a month's time uh, between now and yeah. then to, to work on that. So. Um, it was actually my, my, just in the past, like couple of weeks of, of effectively dieting again, and then having, you know, a really enjoyable 20 mile bike ride. Um, one of the goals for this weekend was, you know, on, on Sunday, go out and do a 5k and just like see where I'm at. Um, yeah. and mentioning that is so helpful because now it won't, I, I've got a new reason for that this Sunday. It's, it's not just to see where I'm at. It's to, to have that as like the milestone for improvement. So yeah, thanks for that. It's <laughs> a good oh, reminder. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, um, David, promote your apps. Tell us where to find them. Tell us where to listen to you on other podcasts. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, if the the best place to find all my stuff is at david-smith.org. That's my my blog and my website, where uh, the couple of blog posts that we've been talking about are, are there, as well as there's an app section that has all my apps like Watchsmith, Pedometer Plus Plus, Sleep Plus Plus, Workouts Plus Plus. Um, I have a bunch of health and fitness um, apps there, and I do a, a, a fortnightly show with uh, Marco Arment called Under the Radar, where I talk about what it's like to be an independent iOS developer. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much for doing this. And and, and I, I messaged you yesterday, so you, the turnaround time here was instant. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's great to be on.